welcome to Hacking the Hustle. This is your host, Benjamin Sklar, and I'm really excited to have our host, David Young, on the podcast today. How are you doing, David? I'm doing great, Benjamin. I appreciate uh, the invite to come on, and I'm looking forward to it. Happy to be here. Of course. So for those listening, David is the Director of Business Development for RCN Capital, a private direct lender based in Boston, and he's also an active angel investor and in startups. So I'm ha- excited to have him on the show today to talk about private real estate lending and investing in startups and everything else in between. So let's kick it off, David. Tell us about what you're working on these days. Yeah. Um, well, I'm always busy with quite a few things. I mean, my primary focus, my main uh, job, if you will, I work for a company called RCN Capital. So we're a direct lender based out of uh, South Windsor, Connecticut. I'm in Boston. I'm remote to the office and traveling uh, as well. Uh, Not as much in 2020. Uh, But what we do is we provide solutions for real estate investors. So real estate investors, uh, large or small or everything in between, uh, if they're looking to acquire properties, uh, we can help them out. There's a lot of different categories. You know, you've got your typical fix and flip, if you will. A lot of people have probably heard that term. Uh, the big thing to remember with us is non-owner occupied residential. So, you know, we segment that legally between one to four units, multifamily five plus. So think of like an apartment building and then mixed use where you have, you know, and here in Boston, you'll have a triple decker with the ground floor, might be a nail salon and then a couple of units above it. So that's an example of a mixed use. And we have a variety of products to help them. Uh, aside from that, I keep very active in, uh, you mentioned Angel and whatnot, and I do a lot of things from Star and Engine. I've uh, gotten more involved with them, um, investing in digital assets, uh, a lot of exposure to crypto and Bitcoin over the years, uh, and just a lot of other things I like to focus on, aside from my main job. I try to you know, see if there's opportunities outside of the traditional status quo, you know, stock bonds type of thing to see uh, what other opportunities are out there. Got it. Well, d- definitely a lot to discuss there, but I want to give a shout out to the fact that you're a graduate of West Point. I know my community really admires that. So for all of those listening, just so you know. Yeah, thank you. Uh, back in uh, like a million years ago, way back in 1997. Um, yeah, I made it through. Unbelievable. It's incredible. So how'd you get into real estate lending? Tell us your story. Yeah, well, um, I was actually just kind of approached out of the blue. I was running a small little, myself and another guy, uh, actually in Central Mass, we were running a small little uh, marketing company, call center essentially, uh, heavy outbound focus. And I was approached by a gentleman that actually owns RCN Capital and also owns some other things many other things. Um, I won't disclose any of that, but he has some overlap with the events industry and ticketing. And they actually brought me in. They said, look, let's build up, uh, let's see if we can, you know, build a little thing here for brokers, ticket brokers, you know, it's very cash flow heavy, buy, sell, buy, sell, constant need for cash. And we did that very, very successfully. Um, The, you know, it was difficult to institutionalize that in terms of how you would fund the cap, get, you know, create all the, the capital ecosystem, if you will. Uh, very different from real estate where the collateral is is very well established and everyone in the ecosystem knows that, recognizes that. So a couple of years ago, so I've learned real estate investing all along there uh, as far as the financing end of it. Uh, but then I shifted full time into running all of our wholesale division about two years ago, I would say. 
and it's just been ex explosive growth from there. So my role on a day-to-day -day basis is not per se event analyzing a specific deal. Um, I have clients that I'm on board on the wholesale building RCNs, you know, future streams of revenue. So just give me an example. You know, when I took over this role, we're doing, you know, 2% of the business through this channel. Now, you know, it's anywhere from 50 to 60% of the company's business is coming through this. I did that by building a platform where other lenders in the ecosystem can jump on board. Um, so that's kind of more, but as far as real estate investing along the way, I've learned a ton about, you know, all the different products that are out there you know, why someone might consider private money versus conventional, um, you know, how to use leverage, how people are using, you know, what, what are the trends, you know, for example, right now, SFR is very hot, but then a lot of, someone else will tell you it's multifamily. There's just always tons of stuff going on. Uh, but that's how I got into it. That was back in 2014 and it's kind of evolved since, and here we are. Incredible. How would you say your job is measured? Um, I would say, well, I talked to Jeff, our CEO, and, you know, ask him what he thinks. Um, I would say, honestly, the way, what I look for is, I, I'm real big on kind of the traction within the ecosystem. So, yes, deals, obviously. I mean, we had uh, July, August, September, October. October more or less tied where we were in September. So, essentially, three to four back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back record months in my channel. Deals funded, dollars, everything. But I like to focus on even more so on the, the kind of engagement metrics and how is the platform progressing? How many people are using our training? How many people are signing up? How many people are actually submitting loans? Um, signing up people is great, but if they don't do anything, who cares? You haven't gotten anywhere and you're not helping them. You're not helping the client who in turn could help their clients. So let me um, pause you there. Can you explain to us what your platform does and, and why the person listening should know about it? Yeah, well, I think the person listening should know about RCN if they have an interest in real estate investing. So again, you have the non-owner occupied versus the owner occupied. You have traditional Fannie Freddie, what we call conventional. That's when you approach, you know, a Bank of America or someone else like that for a traditional mortgage. Okay, now private lending, hard money, if you will, in the non-owner occupied space is you know essentially going to get you to the same point you want to acquire the property whether that's to rehab and flip it or rent it out or both uh whatever um but the way that it happens so is a lot different so uh i think people could pay attention if they have an interest in real estate investing and they have a need for a reliable lender rcn's reputation is very strong in the industry we've been around since 2010 so as a direct lender meaning we are the source of capital straight to a potential real estate investor um, you know, we have a very strong reputation and track record in doing that, whether you want to, maybe you want to put a portfolio of homes that you already own into a 30 year long-term rental and refinance that, take cash out, whatever the case may be. Maybe you have multiple projects going on. Um, that's why I think the general audience should probably pay attention if they're, if that may, uh, you know, hit them between the eyes. Now, my role beyond that, the platform is for other people in the wholesale channel, primarily lenders, brokers, sometimes there's a crossover there that are in the, in the space, in the industry, and maybe they want to expand. Maybe they want to get more exposure to lending that they're doing. There's people out there, they're lending their own capital, or maybe they know someone that does, or they're connected to a family office or private investors. If they want to take that, ratchet that up to another level, a couple levels higher, 
basically I can give you a turnkey solution where you're going to piggyback on our infrastructure and we're going to move it forward together. So if I wanted that's to start my own that's technology, people, money, licensing, expand into the lending business in the private lending space. Now, Uh, one of which is yield. If you look, the Fed can't raise rates. I mean, it just can't. Um, and institutions are craving yield. They need yield. These, the loans that we generate are backed by hard assets, real estate. Um, and we've established a track record as an industry and as a company. So there's demand for this paper. And that in turn makes what I do, what we do, have a bright future. Because you're never going to get, you know, government bonds under 2%. Now, I'm not saying that rates will never rise. But right now, you know, you have other securities yielding less than 2% or negative, negative interest rates. And the returns that we can generate for our capital uh, partners and investors, you know, far exceed that. What would you say are your biggest challenges right now? Uh, well, uh, you know, this has been a rough year as far as real estate overall in residential. So that's helping us, you know, the inventory situation, it provides a, a tailwind as well. Uh, I think the biggest challenge right now is, is helping clients kind of navigate, navigate through the maze. Uh, there's lenders that come and go. People don't really know what's going on in some cases and just kind of giving them a sense of calm and, and moving forward. Um, deeper than that, the real, you know, the biggest challenge is it's still probably connected to the fundamentals. It's just doing the right things day after day to not just work with clients or say, you know, I have a client, but to really identify what their needs are uh, and what you have that can help them, how it can help them and, and helping them make that happen, actually taking that action to, to see it through. Can you explain your wholesale business? I feel like the average person doesn't, uh, isn't familiar with the real estate lending wholesale business. Yeah. So, To you, uh, to and we won't lend to an individual uh, person. It has to be an entity, but you could be the sole owner of that entity. Um, so we could lend to just person, someone that is deciding, like, hey, I, you know, I see a deal. I think I can flip this house, whatever. Um, so we can do that uh, and do do that. And uh, like I said, with large investors, small, everything in between. So that's like a direct. That's a B two C business to consumer. That's mm -hmm. a direct channel there, retail channel. The wholesale channel, and where most of my effort is focused, is us entering into business arrangements. Case meaning other lenders, brokers, strategic partners, whatever the case may be. So that's kind of everything that falls under my umbrella is to manage those channels. And again, software, money, people, licensing, footprint, all under a white label. That's those are the main ways in which we do that and how we execute. Mm -hmm. Not that I, I'm happy to talk to any direct borrowers, of course. I'll put you in the right hands with the loan officer, but my focus is more on the B2B working with other businesses. Got it. And how do you find these people? How are you creating these <laughs> new relationships? Um, well, I, I, you know, I'm, I probably uh, have earned a few awards over the time, uh, rewards over the time, over time from uh, bootstrapping, just, hey, cell phone. Uh, phone, email, computer, LinkedIn, uh, anything and everything. It's actually a little, it's not as, in private lending, it's not nearly as clear cut as just like, hey, there's Citizens Bank in Boston. I could probably get a mortgage there. 
it's it's not as uh, visible necessarily as that. There's smaller entities, a lot of different moving pieces. So networking, they just hustle. Like, look, you got to hunt them down and grab them and venture, you know, account management, implementation, strategy, consulting, coaching to get it going. But as far as finding them, anything and everything. Uh, I don't personally use much of a budget per se, you know, like ads or anything like that. I just go out and grab them, make it happen, you know, make things meet people, you know, learn who's who, get an introduction to someone else, um, go through old leads that maybe we have. Uh, we do attend conferences. I'd love to talk about Forage. I think it's a great idea. Uh, that's toned down a little bit in this environment, but that's always a source of a lot of handshakes and meeting people, and that can lead to all kinds of other things. If you had a, an extra million dollars for your marketing budget, how do you think you would spend it? Wow. Um, I think I would probably allocate uh, most of that into kind of our digital system. Like what you're doing. Why can't RCN have a podcast? Or why can't RCN uh, participate in more podcasts or get more people from within RCN on more podcasts? I know there's like considerations here to take into account. I'm just kind of throwing ideas mm -hmm. out. So. Uh, the use of YouTube and video and things like that, podcasts, uh, our website. I mean, I'm not going to reveal any details, but I have a lot of uh, insight on that and where that could go. Uh, so I would say probably a lot of that would be that. Uh, and then, you know, maybe there's a way to kind of comb through. You know, 2020 has been unusual, but I believe that humans are going to get back. They're going to do what they're going to do. And conferences will be... Uh, after 2020. Um, so maybe there's a, we could probably do a better job. I could, we could of kind of going, combing through the options out there from a conference and networking standpoint. So mix of what we're doing and how we're spending. Uh, but I probably would do a lot on the digital side. I, I think that you can, the whole concept of networking, effective use of the digital tools can really accomplish a lot for you there. Um, <laughs> And then forage. I'd probably hire some, uh, look for some, some uh, hungry guys and gals on forage to go uh, make some introductions for me. Yeah, D David, tell us how, tell them how we met and how you, you were considering using forage. Well, we met on LinkedIn. Um, it sounds like a first date or something. <laughs> um, we met on, uh, we met on LinkedIn. Honestly, I don't, I'm not sure how, it was probably me, because I look for things, this is how I find investments in many cases, or it, maybe it's an idea that leads to something else, but I think I was just combing through and saw something from you. You were networking, you were doing your hustle, and you must have posted something or what have you, and I looked and I thought, wow, I've never seen something like this, this is interesting. So what caught my attention was the, uh, you know, novelty of this. And I, and what I felt, this was all like weeks before COVID, mind you. So, but the novelty of it and what I thought was interesting uh, really grabbed my attention. Uh, you and I had kind of talked about your uh, capital situation and, you know, how the company's funded and your role and where you guys are at. Um, so I think it was just me reaching out out of curiosity. And then I got from you a very you know, just indicating to me your head's in the game, you're serious about this. Um, and then you directed me to the actual platform. And 
I remember looking, there was a couple meetings in Boston at that time. And I thought, yeah, what the hell? I'll jump on the T and go see the, it was one on, a, you know, incrementally. This was like right at, must've been first week of March or something. Like it really was just accelerating. So I was going to go look at a couple, go to a couple. Um, I think you were offering to comp me. That's kind of the model and whatnot. But I actually was just, I was really curious to see how this could work out. Um, and I don't mind, I could randomly approach someone. Hey, what's going on? You know, I can do that. I know it's not for everybody necessarily, but. Uh, so I think I just saw it and was curious. We're, we're the same and we, we both want to walk up to strangers at events and we like doing that. So I've pivoted Forge from being an online marketplace where companies hire freelance sales reps to attend events on their behalf to mm -hmm. hosting online events on Forge. And I've tr we've, we've pivoted and have launched a little over a week ago a new tool where we're hosting networking events, speed networking events over one-on-one -on -one video chat within the platform. So I'm curious to hear your thoughts on if you are looking to network with people and you were in an event for an hour where you're going to speak with five, six people, what information would you want to know about them beforehand? How long would you expect the conversation to be? And what would be the goal as the follow-up? from that quick round robin chat roulette type of online networking event. Wow, great. I didn't realize that you'd made that um, th th just, just the other day. So congratulations on that. I, uh, my initial thought is I like it. Um, although I still think there's something there with what you were previously, the road you were heading down. I mean, there's obviously a lot of uncertainty right now. Um, to your questions, and I may need you to repeat some of the components. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, well, let me also say that online events and conferences, uh, I think, have a place, but I think when there's a extensive kind of lectures or whatnot, I'm not sure it's happening. So I think, but I do think that the Zoom network or what we're doing right now, I see value there because you know, maybe I dozed off when somebody was going through the legal challenges that real estate industry faces, you know, an hour long thing, but the chance to see someone on zoom quickly and network, I think is, uh, there is a lot of value there. So, mm -hmm. um, what I would, I think a, like a snapshot of, you know, who they are, um, <clears throat> um, you know, what they're doing, what their intent is, what, what do they want to accomplish and, you know, what they're looking for. I think some probably help as people look around, cause you do, you look around and people are unsure, like, well, I'm not sure if that person, you know, has what I need or would be, and there's, some, there's sometimes, but if there was something in a digital format where you kind of knew what they were, what they were looking for, and you know, of course, name, company, all that, but it doesn't necessarily give you what you need. Mm -hmm. So I could see someone, Bill Smith from, you know, Williams Capital LLC. You know, I see the word capital, I think, all right, he's in, might be in lending, probably in real estate, he's at this conference, but I don't really know what he's doing mm -hmm. and what he needs or is looking for. Um, so maybe something that kind of helps you streamline the process. And then not sure if I'm getting all of your questions, uh, the components, but when you leave, you know, I don't know, maybe it's a LinkedIn connection or some sort of contact information that's exchanged a commitment to, Hey, you could even set up a, an appointment for a call. Uh, right there on the spot and even if that call doesn't stick because look we all leave these things and get busy it's on the calendar you can always adjust to reach out to that person again um so those are some of my initial reactions
Really good. We're hosting our first real estate networking event tomorrow at 1.30 p.m. Eastern oh, wow. time. So we'd love to see you there. Yeah, send me the uh, information for sure, yeah. I will. So to, ra- to wrap up this podcast, I wish it could be longer, but I have bankruptcy law class. I'm a student still in law school, and I have class in a few to learn about Chapter 11. So uh, before I let you go, David, uh, here are some quick questions for you. And I want okay. to responses back. What is the best resource for someone who wants to learn about real estate lending? Real estate lending. RCNCapital.com. Love it. What is the best real estate related book you've read so far? Um, books that I read back at West Point. I don't read a lot of books per se, more so information and updates and analysis and what and research. Uh, honestly, I'd go back to those. Everything in there I still use all the time. What's your go-to podcast? Well, this one, of course. Love it. It's a no-brainer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't gotten hooked on any one in particular. Mm-hmm. I kind of dive in based off of topic. I need to get better at like transferring the whole setup down to the the gym um, because that's where I'm going to most likely have the ability to do that. Um, So I need to up my podcast game. That's right. You should start the RCN podcast. Hey, I don't see why it couldn't be done. Um, Probably be looking into that. Last question. Our signature question. If there was one thing you could do to improve this world, what would you do and why? I just heard the end. There was a little pause. Can you repeat it? Yeah. This, uh, if there was one thing you can do to improve this world, what would you do and why? Um, I got to answer two things. Eliminate corruption. I think government corruption is the number one problem on the planet. I think it hovers over everything. Um, number two, uh, education for people to really understand what money is as defined by the state and how the financial number three another plug for star and engine that's not i didn't just put money into it i actually what they're doing i really believe in getting the idea and concept and ability of ownership just out to more people I mean, there's no reason why such a small number should own such a, now I'm not saying they didn't earn it or what have you, but there's no reason why such a small number should own such a big chunk of all the stuff. Why can't more people have access to that and own more things? I think that really changes a lot of things in society when you have ownership and you know, it, it changes everything. Couldn't agree more. So if people are interested in reaching out to you or looking to get an RCN loan, where they where should they contact you? Um, on LinkedIn, you can find me uh, if you type in David Young, RCN, or Lend, or what have you. Uh, my email, feel free to email me at d first uh, d is in David Young Y O U N G at rcncapital.com. Uh, those should be pretty good good enough to help you track me down. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, David, for hopping on the show. And I'll, I'll clean it up because we had some technical difficulties with the Wi-Fi. And I look forward to seeing you at a, an event soon. With Forage, I, I'm a believer. And I'm going to try and uh, help and support it every, every way that I can.
I really appreciate it, David. It was great to connect. Great to see you live. And uh, I respect you. Appreciate right. it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's episode with David Young. If you like Hacking the Hustle, please leave a comment or subscribe.